Hey, family. Welcome back to Love and Grip. It's your favorite podcast host. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. And get ready for some super inspired, maybe shed a tear, and food-filled love in today's episode. Yep, we're going to speak with Muhammad Abdul Hadi and Michael Carter, founder and executive chef at Down North Pizza, to find out what pizza has to do with reducing recidivism rates. Also, we meet middle school teacher Dustin Vitale, who will share his story of raising enough money to take his whole family to Egypt to get his mom's mind off her cancer. Told you, get those tissues ready, but first, around the Philly faves. This week's topic is... What restaurant are you looking most forward to going as things reopen? Rachel, do you want to go first? I am wearing my crown. I'm going first from now on, always. What is going How about on? that? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to choose Steak 48 on the Avenue of the Arts. I remember we had executive chef Robert Watson on the podcast, and he invited us. So the three of us are supposed to go there. So that's my pick. It should be your selection as well, but I'll forgive you, I guess. <laughs> Okay. Yo, Rachel, <laughs> today. Well, listen, if we go and talk about, especially restaurants with chefs that we've had on Love and Grit, <clears throat> plug, plug, I am looking forward to going to Kalea. A month or so ago, we had their owner and head chef, Chef Nook, and she was breaking down that seafood menu yes. with the things that she does with shrimp and crab. Ooh. And the crab I'm, rangoon. Yes. I get it delivered. Oh, you fancy. I know she got oh. a good crab fried rice. That's my just my jammy jam. Anything Thai. Let's go. On to That's you, Jessica. Go on my, uh, Thank you. So I guess the place that I'm looking most forward to going out to um, Justin, this is a lightning round, so if you can speed yeah, it up. Okay, so I'm going to go general. <laughs> a BYOB. Okay. I mean, Philadelphia was like the city of BYOBs. I think at one point we had more than 200 of them because of the way the, the liquor laws are in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, and many of them are very small restaurants, some with like four or five tables, maybe 10 tables. I miss BYOBs. And there are so many good ones in Philadelphia. And I'm excited to see which ones will be open this spring and summer. It does make me think, I don't know if you saw the op-ed, Nicole Marquis wrote. And it was about just how, because of everything with the pandemic, we've been able to get alcohol delivered and carry out. So that's a big deal. Don't listen hungry to this podcast. So I usually like to write like a whole beautiful intro for our guests, but for these brothers from Down North Pizza, let's stick to the facts because they are beautiful facts. Fact, Down North Pizza is a mission-led for-profit business that exclusively hires former incarcerated individuals. Fact, it was founded by childhood friends Muhammad Abdul Hadi and Chef Kurt Evans. Fact, Down North Pizza marries serving top quality delicious comfort food with the mission of reducing recidivism rates in black communities. Fact, their aim is to help erase employment barriers faced by formerly incarcerated men and women by providing culinary career opportunities at a fair wage within an equitable workplace. One last fact, this is so dope. So please allow me to introduce you to the founder, Muhammad Abdul Hadi and executive chef, Michael Carter. Yay, welcome to the family. How'd you do all that work? Yes. Talk about your journey. Like, where does this begin? Actually, it began 2018. Me and Kurt kind of put our heads together. Kurt was doing it at the end of Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. Mm, And I actually attended one of the dinner series. I had a building in North Philadelphia. So I thought about it and it's like, how about we just start a restaurant? Let's, you know, give people jobs and obviously give 
somewhere to stay if they need it while they're learning culinary skills. And what food item could we do that everybody loves? How about we just do pizza? It all made sense right then and there. And Not just there, pizza, though. Let's, let's it, describe Justin. this pizza <laughs> because it's Detroit style pizza. But I mean, these pies are like works of art. Yeah, like the flavors are different than like your ordinary like pizza. And they're gorgeous looking. Yeah, we wanted to marry a a flavor profile with the Detroit style pizza other than just the traditional cheese with the sauce on top. Chef Mike and Chef Kurt, myself, we collaborated on some ideas and we came up with about 10 to 11 flavor profiles that we felt fit good with, you know, our demographic of a customer base. Mm -hmm. And we kind of took it from there. When can we participate in like the next focus group with all the tasty? <laughs> you missed the focus groups, but we might be able to do something for y'all, a private little focus group. Just for Rachel. Just give her a private. Oh, just for Rachel. Oh. Yeah. Look, now that things are open again and we keep talking about our Philly tour and going to all these different locations. So this is definitely on the list and everything looks so good. <laughs> so I'm excited. Has Instagram really fueled the success? I mean, I just see that you're selling out like all the time on Instagram. It's a collective, you know, I got to give praise to my team, you know, and what we built. This wasn't an easy process. Now it's two years in the making to where we at right now. In the pandemic, being a black owned business, no funding from no outside sources, overcoming the barriers that black business owners have to go through. Just overcoming barrier after barrier and finally be here, you know, it's exciting. And like I said, I couldn't have done it without my team. You would think that y'all are doing such a community service that there would be like grants available. Are you really saying that this is a just y'all when it comes to like the finance part? Yep. You know, we're looking into exploring some of the options now, but yeah, to get this thing off the ground. What do you feel as though some of your needs are? to continue to amplify your work and to place a spotlight on everything that you're doing and as a small business? Honestly, I feel like just to have the support from the city. Down north, we want to be a staple in North Philly, also for the city of Philadelphia as a whole. So there's a lot of community work that we want to do outside. Pizza was the topic that we wanted to get the conversation started with because the bigger overarching issue is the incarceration issue that we deal with that Mm. plagues our community as well as Black people. So with that being said, if we can continue the conversation to further what we're trying to do as far as within the community and the city of Philadelphia and in other communities outside of Philadelphia, this the support from the government to provide us with adequate resources to be able to further our mission. I mean, this is an amazing effort without a pandemic and to manage to do it and be so successful. Have you taken a step back and thought, wow, we're doing it? Yeah, I haven't kind of soaked everything in yet because I feel like there's so much more work to be done. So I was like, Always you know, going to be work to be done. That's why you got to have those moments. Always going to be more work. Mm-hmm. Employing people, being able to employ people. We have people that, you know, need housing because the idea with the restaurant was we have two apartments on top. So what are some of the, the issues that plague the formerly incarcerated community is homelessness and lack of opportunity as far as work. How can we marry the two? So, you know, if we're employing people, and we also offer, you know, a living headquarters for them to actually live in six months free of charge while they earn money, kind of get their foot on the ground and kind of, you know, continue to be the best versions of themselves. What propelled you to start this gigantic venture? I love helping people. That's gratifying for me to see, you know, the progression and transformation that people are able to do within their life. Like that's the gratifying part for me. 
just seeing like employees come in for an interview and they like, I'm so happy to just to even have an interview. The space that we're creating for people who've been formerly incarcerated is like a safe space where they can be themselves and be actual people. It's people like that know. weight is lifted off their shoulders. Even in like, marking no. that box, like they don't have to worry about walking that box on that application because y'all already know that. This is what we do. And it's like we open about that. And, they, and to see other people working that had, you know, dealt with some of the same legal issues and for them to see that and have that environment, that smile on their face, it's heartwarming for me. And we must make the point, this is former male and female folks that have been incarcerated, which is, I'm just blown away by y'all. How does Strawberry Mansion feel about you guys, like being in the neighborhood and what you're doing? What's the community feel like? They, they feel good because we tell everybody from the community, this is y'all's. You know, this is the people's pizza. For us, when they see us open in, you know, this is a food desert out here. So to be able to see somewhere where you can get quality food and for us to have conversations about the plans that we are bringing to Strawberry Mansion, we're putting a sustainable garden directly across the street from Down North Pizza. We're actually working with the city right now to try to get a, a co-op going in the neighborhood as well to provide jobs for people in the neighborhood and also give them access to groceries and things at a discounted price. Different things we want to do within this community, if we just have the support, you know, to be able to get some of these things done. Just give us the keys and we're gonna, we gonna take y'all where you need to be. And it's good because a lot of people come in and they say, yeah, I never seen black people make pizza. I thought about it, I'm like, me neither. I guess not, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else but us, it's true, it's funny. I didn't even think like, about that. I never thought about it, it made me think about this. And that's, you know, some of the driving points to why people want to support too. It's like, yo, I can actually see with my own two eyes a black person making pizza. You feeling me? Yeah, yeah I'm feeling right. you. So. Yeah, what you yeah. what you got over there? One of our most famous pizzas is the flip side, right? So we got barbecue beef bacon, caramelized pineapples with a barbecue sauce drizzle with jalapeno peppers on top. Also the what we do, beef pepperoni, beef sausage, banana peppers, kale, and we have a, a in-house honey chipotle drizzle that we mm. drizzle. Y'all, he said he put the kale on the pizza. Yeah. Uptown Vibes, shout out to me. Yeah. You know, we Uptown Vibes, that's the vegetarian pizza with shiitake mushrooms, all the peppers, onions. Jeez. We also have the I'm a Boss pizza, turkey pepperoni, in-house turkey sausage, green peppers, onions, red peppers, and our signature bodega sauce. Yo, can you give me a hug right now for your turkey sausage and your turkey pepperoni? Nobody ever does that. Thank you. Create. No pork on this fork. No pork on this fork. <laughs> What's the bodega sauce? You have two sauces, Yeah, right? what is that? The bodega sauce is something that Kurt and Mike came up with. All the ingredients come from a, the poppy store, the bodega store. <laughs> I do it for the culture, right? And then what's the, the other sauce you do? The North sauce, N-O-R-F sauce. That's our signature tomato sauce. I can't give you the ingredients in it. You look at the B, you know how Gino's and Pat's been for years in Philly and D'Alessandro's down north. Yes. What yes. does your future look like? What do you want it to look like? I see the issues that not only plague the Philadelphia area, but a lot of the black communities around the United States. So our long-term goals is to have down north in every black community that needs that empowerment from within. Wow. So, you know, and that's what we're working on, partnering with people, because we also want to be able to, if we can't employ them, have sister companies that we you know work with that we can send them to and also still provide employment for them as well. A network. Chef Michael Carter joining us live from the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, just don't gotta give me. In order Some, to somebody gotta do it. Tell and us it, what you're up to. I'm cutting dough and measuring it. This batch right here that I'm about to put together puts me at about 280. So our weekends, we probably do about 200 plus each day on the weekend. So Mike just getting started. So 
Mike is like the superstar of the brand, really, right? Like he's a prime example of how great the brand is. Oh, thank you. I'm so humble. As far as that for my life, I guess we just starting on that part. But as far as like joining the team, it's definitely giving me a, my own voice in the, in the social pecking order. During COVID, everybody was out there protesting. But somebody in my situation, I can't even be out there to protest because it won't be just a slap on the wrist, bail out and whatever. I'm sitting down for at least nine months right. just because I had contact with the police. This right here is a chance for me to push the line for people such as myself and also get my voice heard through my actions or whatever i can actually affect the community and be the change that we trying to see so chef michael does your future look different feel different now because oh, uh, of this route you're on most definitely as soon as they hit me up like a position with a purpose i was like all for it because before i ever wanted to be a gangster i wanted to be a revolutionary Okay, her's new fire potato chips and cheese curls, they are spicy. Whew, they're hot as snacks yet, hold on. Whew, but you know, it's not just heat. There's some nice, sweet, and savory stuff going on too. Ooh, there's that heat again. It burns, but it burns so tasty. Ooh, that's hot. Find her's fire snacks at your store today. Whew, taste the flavor, feel the heat, break out the hers. So, how good of a son or daughter are you? Can you remember the last sacrifice you made for your mom or dad? Because Dustin Vitale was going to do whatever it took to get his mom's mind off of her cancer and on a dream trip with a family of 14 to Egypt. However, Dustin is a middle school teacher and that's an expensive trip. So what did he do? Duh, sell cheesesteaks out of his house. How many cheesesteaks does it take to send 14 people to Egypt? Uh, yes, we have <laughs> questions for the best son ever. Hello, Dustin. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. So you already reached your goal. You've raised enough money to take the entire family, 14 people to Egypt. And tell us why that that came about. Basically, my mom was diagnosed with stage four bladder cancer in August. And I, I sat down and talked to her and I said, Mom, Tell me something you want to do. Give me a goal or dream you have in life. And I already knew how much she loved the pyramids. I thought she would have to, you know, think about it, sleep on it. But right away, she said, I want to see the pyramids of Giza. And I said, all right, mom, we're going to do this. What ended up happening was Christmas Day came. And instead of doing like a nice traditional Christmas dinner, we decided to do cheesesteaks because that's, you know, our family loves cheesesteaks and every other family from Philly does too. So we made up cheesesteaks. And I've been cooking on Instagram for a little bit now for my students. I uh, make little cooking videos just so they can interact with, see how to make certain meals at home. And it just dawned on me like, yo, this is it. This is going to be the way I can raise some money to take the family to Egypt. Did you duplicate like a recipe from one of your favorite cheesesteak spots? Like, are the cheesesteaks good? So how, you make your own bread, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So it is inspired by a couple of different places. I eat a ton and I wanted to try to blend together my favorite ones. And a lot of inspiration came from John Roast Pork and stuff like that. But really, this is my mom's recipe. Honestly, the way the meat is seasoned, too much meat and too much cheese falling out of the roll, 14 to 16 ounces of meat on every cheesesteak, homemade roll. Until we sell out of the homemade rolls, other than that, we get our rolls from Amoroso. They're the best. They've been donating us rolls for a couple of weeks wow. now. It's wow. amazing so how many Philadelphians have come together 
to help you. And really, Mike Samanoff was the one that sort of kicked this off and like blew it out, right? Absolutely. I've been a huge fan of his and I'm always trying to eat at his restaurants. Did you get a reservation at Zahav while you were there? <laughs> yeah, I- I've eaten at Zahav. I try to go for my birthday or my anniversary. It's considered the best restaurant in the country. Uh, what? It was, yes, James mm-hmm. Beard awarded it the best restaurant in the country yes. for 2020. A great um, cookbook. Yeah, and Mike Zabinov and his group, Cook and Solo, have federal donuts. You can get Zahav hummus at Dizengoff, which is in multiple locations now. Dustin, so when you're selling the cheesesteaks, how does that work? It's not ding dong, come to your home. Is there a food truck or how does that all operate? So basically people just DM me on Instagram and we kind of have a smaller conversation. We work out the day and the time. They tell me their order. I confirm it. They send a Venmo or cash at. Yeah. Then they knock on the door, come pick up the food. But one weekend we were donated a food truck from Tony Bologna in New Jersey, you know, between him and Michael Salmanov and Jesse Amoroso, these people have been so involved in making this happen. Tony Baloney's the guy name is Mike Hawk. He donated us his food truck. He got meat for us, cheese, rolls, went all out, got us some T-shirts. That's what really made us reach our goal that one day with his food truck. What did he say was the reason that he was inclined to do that for you? He actually lost his mother to cancer a few years back. And he said that she had a dream to go see like the foliage up in uh, New England. And he never got that opportunity to see it. And he said when he saw the story, it really touched his heart. And he wanted to make this happen for us. And like I said, these people in my book, they're all saints to me, the way they just stepped in and helped us. Well, they think the same thing about you. And then you end up on CBS Sunday morning. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know how this all happened. I'm only six weeks into this, six, seven weeks. What? Yes. So who do you know, Dustin? Who you who you know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess everyone saw the story and they just it resonated with them and everyone just naturally thinks of their mother. And yeah. I'm just blessed to be the son whose mom was treated like everyone's mother. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how they viewed it. Yeah. How is she taking all this in? My mom is tough, Philly, through and through, but she's been crying <laughs> every day, tears of joy. She is overwhelmed by the love and the blessings that she's felt from strangers. She has not been focused on the cancer, which has been, I think, a better gift than the trip itself. Yes. I love that. And I love that it's A, from the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, but we're also the city of motherly love because Mother's Day was started here. So that connection with your mom, it's so special. Yeah. What's her name? I want to shout her name out from the rafters. Her name is Gloria Walker. Yes, Miss Gloria. (laughs) So thank you for Dustin. So this has only been a few weeks. It starts with you just cooking on Instagram, which, by the way, like if I'm hungry and your stories are up, I'm in trouble. (laughs) They look amazing. But how do you feel about going so quickly from just doing this on Instagram to on the national news on CBS on this segment that's storied, you know, on the road? That's my question for you. Like, how did this happen? I'd say Philly's the answer. Yeah, it, it, actually, it I'll is. Say the community. Honestly, like Philly people, you know how people are. We're passionate. We care. Mm-hmm. And I think when things get tough, we step up. And that's what happened. You know, I got 
everyone from Philly, I feel like has been involved in this somehow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I attribute it all to Philly and her people. Now I have cheesesteak questions because you said that you are known for eating cheesesteaks. Yeah. And you know, this is a steady debate amongst Philadelphians and others yeah. about, first of all, let me ask you this. Are you a chicken cheesesteak person? No, we oh. make chicken cheesesteaks, but I always get mad at my wife. Like we'll go to a cheesesteak place and she'll order a chicken cheesesteak. And I'm like, come on. Dustin, have you had um, Shiz's cheesesteaks over there in like North Philly? He has some seafood cheesesteaks with like salmon and crab. I've seen it, but I have not had it. I, I will put it on my list. So are you a Jim? Are you a Max's? Are you a Ishka Bibbles? What is your cheesesteak personality? I have a list on my phone. Bring it up. All right. So top five here. Got John's roast pork at number one. I get the cheesesteak from there, but their okay. roast pork is incredible as well. Okay, okay. proceed. Angelo's at number In two. In South Philly, that's like the new hot spot. Max is at number three. Good. Okay. You got to get the two foot John that feeds you for a whole day. I think I bleed American cheese and cheese <laughs> right now. You don't use American cheese, right? I use Cooper Sharp. Ooh. It is American cheese, actually, but it, it's a sharper flavor. Imagine like sharp cheddar, but this yeah. is like sharp American. That oh. sounds amazing. It has a, a nice aroma, too, and it's melting down. Mm-hmm. Smells so good. You guys got to come over. You guys got to. You are making me so hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After that, I got Joe's Soda Shop in uh, Fishtown. And then number five is a new place called Woodrow's. Where are they located? South Street. Okay. You teach at a charter school in Philly. What have the kids thought of this? My kids, they're my biggest fans. They're so hype. They're tagging me on everything on Instagram. You know, I go in the Zoom and for the last couple of weeks, I'm trying to start the class and we just get going. They're freaking out that they see me in the newspaper and on the news. And shout out to all the kids at First Philly. Love you guys. You guys know you're my heart and passion. It's nice to get the love back from them. And, and I always have from them. So yeah, my kids are hype. Can you tell us your Instagram name so that folks can figure out how to order and follow you yeah thank you it's d vitale v-i-t-a-l-e 23 did you guys see how big his cheesesteaks are like it literally Huge. looks like a double wide cheesesteak but i'm starving now like i'm yeah. so hungry listen there's a lot to eat rachel There is a lot to eat as the city reopens. So I'm going to need you to take some extra walks. Oh, gosh. She's already gained. So at this point, point, just roll me. The weather is perfect. There is no excuse. Take your butt over to, yes, go to the parkway. Stop playing. Go, mm -mm, Martin Luther King. Go to it. Okay, Laia. I'm just trying to live. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. We're going to let her live and we're going to let our podcast listeners go. We appreciate you. Please rate and review us wherever you listen and tell your friends about Love and Grit. That's right. And pack light and plan big for Philly. There's plenty to do. And obviously, Laia is going to show us the way because I'm not walking enough. She is like a sergeant for that. I got y'all. I got y'all. Let's go. 